Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. And they've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnewell, Julie Hayden, True Straight Up here on the 4th of July weekend. That's right. Happy Party Friday. Double reason to be partying. Happy Party Friday. Um, Happy 4th of July. Um, The show is brought to you in part by happytrees.co, a great landscaping company, along with Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Um, The Sword of Soros himself, Ted Trempa, will be joining us here on Zoom, um, I think around 3.30. He had some um, Sword of Soros work that he had to do for (laughs) so many. Destroying parts. (laughs) How to destroy parts of the country. He can't do things. (laughs) Just kidding, Ted. Well, not really, not really. But a lot of talk about today. I wanted to start off with, um, so in Denver, congratulations, Avs. Um, they had a big celebration in Denver, huge celebration. I mean, tens right. and tens of thousands of people, right? At Civic Center Park celebrating the Avs winning the Stanley Cup. First thing that could happen in Colorado in a while. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, and maybe with the Broncos and Russell Wilson, we can see there. Uh, but they may not let Mayor Hancock and Jared Polis do any talking at that event because they did not get a very good reception. Um, and you know what? These kind of things, because it was in Denver Civic Center Park, they always let, you know, Mayor Hancock, because he's a mayor of Denver, and the Jared Polis. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they let them talk, right? Oh, they're, okay. they're politicians. I'm going to mute you, Chuck, if you don't knock it off. Um, <laughs> and they let them talk. But the, but um, Mayor Hancock got a resounding boo, as did Jared Polis. And so we want to start off. This is quick. Um, but but listen to this, Thomas, if we could please play the Polis interview. This is Jared Polis getting booed as Hancock introduces him. booing and Hancock got even a bigger boo um and people on social media saying that's because you risk being you know stabbed and murdered if you went down there after you could you know afford the gas price and the uber price and things like that well you're told that Jared Poles is an incredibly popular governor who can't be beat he's just so popular everybody loves him then he appears at, at a rally and, and the crowd can't get more booze. <laughs> no, it's like the let's go Brandon thing. And I'll tell you why everybody's booing him. And this is what we all know, because I'm going to talk about this a little bit today. Everything sucks. I mean, I'm sorry, but it does. It sucks under Biden. It sucks under Polis. It sucks under Hancock. <laughs> um, and there is no sign of it getting better. And what's worse is we've been talking about the show. They want it to suck. It's sucking on purpose. That's intentional on their part. The economic news, I don't know. You guys, we're going to be doing in the show in our hundreds if we live that long because we can never retire because I don't know what it'll our 401k the Wall Street has had its worst first half of um the year since what the 1970s something yeah, like that for positive uh, yeah I think probably 2008 but um <laughs> but like ever not no not ever but if so I mean whatever money you had I mean what did Trump tweeted it's lost like 17 trillion dollars or quick, something quick yeah. that's okay yeah, I that's mean, okay that's, not that anyone needed that money oh. you know so they've got that the um the the Fed and Atlanta I mean they're kind of trying to massage the numbers but it's not going to work we're probably officially in a recession now CNN 
CNN is saying because eight white white economists wow. call it a recession. So it, it's, it a, it's recession. racist. No. That's right. It's just racist that you were in a recession. Mm-hmm. What else is? I mean, the um, gasoline prices continue to go up. Now you know there. But if you're planning to fly on this Fourth of July oh, weekend, you're right. all set. No, you are all set. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just be waiting at the airport for days. Wait, what are they predicting it to be like an airline flight Armageddon? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know what did the um that the Purdue that the, the Biden administration has been trying to say? Oh, the problem is is, is consumer demand. Consumer demand. Well, mm. the latest statistics coming out say consumer demand is plummeting, which of course it is. Which means that now That's factories are shutting down. Mm-hmm. Even Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is saying, okay, look, we're postponing any of the hiring we were going to do. Our stock has been clobbered, um, and actually, we don't want to lay, lay people off. So, if any of you whiny woke people right now, and he said, you well, know, he's he, a whiny woke. He's person, a whiny woke person, but he said, if you don't want to work. Here, don't because we need to get rid of people. I mean, it's bad all over the place. I um, mean, there's no reason it's going to get any better because no. this is well, yeah, well, no, no, that's not true. President Biden, uh, well, President Biden said yes, these, these uh, gas prices are hurting people, but they'll continue till the re- Ukraine war is over and, right. and won. So, and, unless we win the Ukraine war. Uh, and into it. So it'll be sort of like Afghanistan, you know, right, 25 yeah. years, you know, and, and then we can. Perhaps uh, grandchildren. Yes, grand, great, great grandchildren. Macy, can, you know, you know, a gas prices, uh, you know. So he, he's saying he's doing whatever he can to. Uh, uh, to keep gas prices down, but he just can't do anything, so it'll keep on going up. And, and on the plus side, I guess, in terms of Wall Street and 401ks, if everyone's getting fired and laid off and not hired in the first place because there is no consumer demand anymore because prices are so high, you don't really have to worry about your 401k because you don't have one. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it doesn't bother you that Wall Street is crashing. Um, so that's all bad. Um, on top of all, all of that, too, that's all Putin's fault. The conservative treehouse, guys, I can't recommend that enough. He's been saying this forever. Food supply shortage. That's the next fun thing that's coming up um, because they're not letting anybody, any of the countries that grow, they're not letting the wheat come out of Ukraine. Um, They're not allowing some of the countries in Africa to use fertilizer because that would be bad for the economy, you know. Um, So they're creating a food shortage, too. And it's actually too late because there is going to be a food shortage in parts of the world. It's just a question of how bad is it? Because they had to have the fertilizer to plant the food, to grow the food months ago. So that wasn't happening because it was too expensive and it's not going to keep happening or can start up because it's too expensive. Um, Because, hey, we would sure hate, you know, for the the Green New Deal and the Build Back Better thing did not come. It's a transition, Drew, but transistoring to a bright new future. Well, and that's Putin's fog also. It's Putin's fog. I got news for the Democrats, and we're going to talk about their prospects here. When you're in the middle of an energy crisis, when you're in the middle of an economic crisis, when you have a food shortage going on, you're not really so concerned with whose fault it is as you are with who's going to fix it and how, right? So the Democrats. Well, but if you can fix the election, you don't need well, to worry that's, about that's part number two. Pesky, uh, a couple of consequences. Beliefs. This from Jim election has stolen consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Mm-hmm. Steve Bannon. Um, and Leo, when they uh, shit hits the fan, sorry, don't try to sleep under my bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you have a bridge, Leo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we'll be joining you under your bridge. Oh, I know. You know, and it, it sounds funny, but people we know and and um, I have friends who have talked about 
preparing for for the worst right and um and as someone who was caught without enough toilet paper in the (laughs) pandemic you begin to wonder but here's the thing though that is that what is so dangerous about it and then i want to talk about the democrat strategies for going into the midterms is it's it well that there you go um this is intentional this is part of their plan um the elites the global elites the elites in this country um they don't feel like this is going to hurt them as much and they don't they don't care that it's hurting other people they think they know what's best for the country they know certainly what's best best for them them. yeah best the country maybe not um well i mean i think some of the true believers are like well if we have you you see those idiots in the media the washington post saying well so what if we have to have a little bit of pain at the pump isn't that worth it for climate change you're killing our children by the way what is it? Lane Kagan said that half the East Coast is going to be underwater pretty soon. Right. Um, okay. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Does Obama know that? Didn't they just build a new house there? Yeah, or buy a new house yeah, there? Well, in Martha's Vineyard. And Joe won't be able right to go back to Delaware as much, I guess. No, well, Rehoboth Beach won't be there. Well, right? it'll be in Washington, D.C. now. Yeah, and yeah, it'll well, be a lot closer. He won't have to commute as much. He won't have to ride the train like he does. <laughs> oh, that's right. But here's the thing, though. Again, it's intentional. They want to destroy things. They're happy to destroy things. And if you think we're lying, we have a soundbite from CNN. CNN had, they were interviewing the, the Biden's, this is what's scary, Biden's economics advisor, right? Guy by the name of Brian Deese is a National Economic Council chair. So he's from the White House. And CNN was saying to him, you know, Biden has like 85% of the people say the country's on the wrong track. Um, excuse me, everything is more expensive. What do you guys have to say about this? And his answer was, well, it probably won't shock you, but it should scare you. Um, if we could please play Thomas the liberal world order soundbite it sustainable what do you say to those families who say listen we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months if not years this is just not sustainable well what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes this is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm about and what does they mean what does that mean the liberal world order Mm. What does that mean? I think it means the BlackRock World Order, number one, the BlackRock Investment Company. But what do you what what do you think it means? It means that what it's meant forever. It means that whatever the the richest Davos World Economic Forum people want to do, that has to be done. And so we have to endlessly kill people in Ukraine till we'll defend Ukraine until the last dead Ukrainian. Um, that's what it means. Uh, it, it, they don't care. This, you know, the 800 million or how many billions, just 800 million more than billions. And I mean, it's just, you cannot put enough money into the Ukraine because we have to stop. We had to stop pouring all, at least some of the money into Afghanistan. Um, they just print it, borrowed from the Chinese and happily go on. Um, you know, it's, it's, a. Uh, um, it's it's just a terrifying deal, and and the globalists are everywhere, and and uh... well, and they want to. I mean, it, it is. It, I think a lot of it starts with their failed energy policy, right? So they had the failed energy policy. So they want gas prices to go up. They want to stop. And the thing is, they're not idiots. They know that, okay, so if we, we all need energy, so if we're not going to let people use coal, we're not going to let people use nuclear, we're not going to let people use gas, you know, fossil fuels. We have to let them use something. Now, we don't have that something yet. So common sense would indicate, well, that's wait till we have something to replace these other things before we well, start Germany, cutting them Well, in Germany, they're but... running out of uh, firewood. So that's a good sign. Um, we're headed for this freezing 
Yeah, uh, and they're not, and you, I guarantee you, they're not going to let people burn in their fireplace because that would pollute, oh, right? Well, so you have to. Yeah. So I mean, let them freeze. So they know let that they freeze. they know that they're doing this and they're doing it on purpose. And again, now you throw in fertilizer, all this other stuff, and it's the kind of thing that it's intentional. And again, as they said, well, we need to do this for the as we transition to the liberal world order, um, and that's not a good place for the rest of us. So I don't know, and we'll get into the cheating. So I think it's a bad place for the democrats to be but they apparently and we'll talk to ted about this released their strategy for the midterms and that is they're going to focus on the january 6th insurrection we've all been watching that i mean that's just watergate hearing too that's right and they're also going to be pushing the roe v wade the roe v wade Wade. yeah get abort those babies come on that's right and then this is the best one i think um they're going to push the fact that some candidates are make America great again candidates. Well, there you go. There you that, go. That, that should work. Now, here's luckily you don't have any of those in Colorado, no, Lauren no. Bobert. So yeah. you, you can get nice, nice rhino candidates here in Colorado. That's right. But here's here's the problem, and I think this is the thing that they aren't taking into consideration. Now, granted, this is just one poll, and it's from, um, but it is from Emerson College, which is not. I think a conservative known college known for being conservative. This was reported in the Hill today in a poll, sort of a hypothetical 2024 matchup, right? Trump beats Biden um, 44% to 39%. And that's up, right? That's That's up up from what it's been lately. Well, what after they do the adjustments? What do you mean? The election adjustments. Oh, well, the the, 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 well, all right, all right. That's without the adjustments. That's without the election adjustments. Without the election adjustments. After those ballots come in a little late. So that's Trump, okay? That's Trump. But then, so their plan to run on the um, anti-MEGA, to to criticize people for being MEGA, the other candidate, so DeSantis wasn't even close. He was, he would have got, when when they were asked, okay, who do you prefer to be the the Republican nominee? Um, 55% said Trump. 20% 20% said DeSantis, only 9% said Pence, and there was a handful of other people. Nikki Haley. Now, who yeah, wants Nikki yeah. Haley? That's, so, that's, so, that's, like, uh, so clearly, Trump remains very popular. Well, you so, don't tell you it's not. But see, he's losing his thing. Brett Hume said, no, no, he's not as popular mm-hmm. as he used to be. And well, yes, Brett Bear. I mean, Brett Bear doesn't think he's hmm. popular at all. So I just, I don't get it. I mean, that's, I mean, maybe the Democrats live so much in their echo chamber that they think the rest of us out here aren't noticing that there's still a baby food shortage, baby formula shortage, right? Tampon shortage. Um, and this is from the, the people, maybe if they quit spending so much time worrying about a woman's right to have an abortion and maybe a woman's right to take care of her feminine hygiene needs and a man too, if you want to, I don't care whoever, if you want him, um, or to feed their children, right? They don't care about that. It's just this Roe v. So I just, I just think they have a losing strategy. Well, they got a strategy to get around that. And, okay. and then, and, and that is to cheat the hell out of everything. Um, and as Biden has said, there's another pandemic coming right around the corner just in time for the election. Um, no, I mean, there's no Democratic candidates that are any good. There's no Democratic, you know, I think Roe v. Wade will help energize their base. So that'll be good for them. But other than that, they have nothing to offer except bromides and, and 
transition to the new world order. <laughs> right. And here's some of the comments. Um, this is from Jim Jackson. Without Tina Peters, Colorado will need a 70% Republican majority to win any election. That's true. That. Um, Sandra notes the key word here is world order. Never forget Obama's one world order comment. No, that's, I mean, that's true. They're not, they're not joking about this liberal world order. That was a president's economic advisor, right? He is more concerned about the liberal world order and getting that in place. He doesn't care how much it hurts you and that's the guy well don't hurt them they're fine oh, yeah they're fine and that's this from leo are there solar powered ships that are going to ship those solar panels from china <laughs> exactly and what do they build them with by the way solar power and from jacob in and near the city of boston where they are building new housing the subdivision is it not allowing gas pipes to be laid <laughs> on electric one oh that'll work out well for them yeah, in boston because it never gets cold there yeah. and from sandra all one needs to see is the people at trump rallies to know he continues to be popular exactly exactly hey and tj and, and same and same with the uh, the biden rallies where they're just massive numbers <laughs> of people come out and and, and cheering on but now we have tj i don't know if you admitted ted or not do we have ted up there i saw ted entering um coming he's coming tj if you okay there we go there he is ted Trippa. hey there how you doing how are you how are you Doing great, doing great. Love the A little, little depressed with the primary results, but you know that's okay. <laughs> well, that's what we wanted to talk to you about. Well, were you da- were you at the Avs uh, rally uh, where the the governor and the mayor were so roundly uh, applauded? <laughs> they were proud. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see the? No, the- I actually didn't see it. No, um, it was. I, I'll we just you- played it. So. We just played it. It was louder for Hancock than it was for Polis. So <laughs> he's hated more. But, than but he's Polis. the most popular governor. Ever because he's so Ever. moderate in the history of Colorado, Ted. We all love he's him. He's a great governor. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Of I like is. the way I like what they're doing here in Colorado. Is on the one hand they're telling us that they're going to get rid of the gas tax fee, but they're going to raise the fees on Uber, DoorDash, Amazon, and, and anything you rely on that drives too. No. So that that was not a good idea, I don't think. Well. Well, you know, what, what, what do you expect Democrats to do? Yeah, that's a good go. point. Good point. Well, let's, let's maybe jump in because I know you were behind um, some Democrat meddling in the Scott McGinnis race. Yes, that's right. true. Yeah, but absolutely. it apparently they you were not involved. Am I right here? I'm reading from, I think I read the Colorado Sun article in this Democrat meddling. Article. Correct. Yeah, no, I wasn't involved at all. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, because it was ridiculously stupid. All right. Talk about that. Well, no, I just, first of all, one was really confusing. The, the, the message that you were trying to get, no matter which audience that they were trying to go to or try to address or try to manipulate, uh, I seriously could not figure it out. And I purposely watched the ads, you know, multiple times. I mean, the Lopez one I, I got, I mean, that was easy to read. I tell you, the O'Day one was like beyond me. And then the Hanks, the Hanks, because, you know, the, I, I mentioned this to the son when I was talking to them, um, but it has to be super simple and it's got to be about something that people can directly relate to. And what they were doing in these ads, I mean, it was too cute by half. That's what I mean. When we first started getting the mailers, right, we were like, is this a double double faint kind of thing. You, you know what I mean? It was because I agree with you. It was confusing. So if you have to think about it, if, right. if you have to spend five seconds thinking about it, it doesn't work. 
Right. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, if you were to be able to say something like, you know, Heidi Ganahl is a Satanist, so vote for Ron Hanks. I mean, that's simple and you get that, right? That would yeah. be. <laughs> um, Even though they're different races. Satanist, you're going to be confused. So. Yeah, that's right. So why did the Democrats, is this something? Because they I, did it nationally. They, they spent it a ton of they money. Did it, they did it nationally. If you, if you take a look at the entities where they ran the money through, it was clear that this was a coordinated effort in multiple places. Right. And I, I'm thinking that this is something where a group of consultants sold a bill of goods and said, look, you know, we can do this. It's $20 million. They get a percentage of what it is yeah. uh, and, the, and the way they went. And, you know, and, and I know a lot of these people are people that you support, but it's playing with fire. Yeah. You know, some of these folks, you know, at least from my perspective, I wouldn't want winning. I mean, if a day wins, a day wins. The world's not going to come to an end. Well, in fact, he's a Democrat. In fact, you know, he he supported Obama. He loves Hick and Loper. He did it to Bennett. The world isn't going to end. Abortion will continue. It only only took me less than two minutes to light you on fire, Chuck. Well, of course. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. How about about that wonderful Pam Anderson? There's a Zuckerberg Republican, (laughs) if you've ever seen one. What a beauty she is. Give me me reasons why Tina Peters should be Secretary of State. Oh, because she runs honest elections and your secretary of state doesn't. She doesn't try to dictate every and get rid of every county clerk office so, so if, in the so if state. You're indicted, that, if you're indicted, that doesn't mean anything. What do you mean it doesn't mean anything? Well, I, I mean, no, I Bill Clinton was indicted. That's I mean, right. That's right. <laughs> Bill Clinton was happily indicted. And that's a whole other argument because I want to get back. Edwin to Edwards, your favorite Louisiana governor, See, was indicted. Here, here I am. I'm, I'm handing it to you on a silver platter. I know. It's great you're stuff. cheering him up. He's been, he's been depressed. Well, here, here's my view of the election. You know, it's as if the Democrats for you had elected all anti-gay Democrats to run the election. And you kind of go, oh, who's on my side? If, if, <laughs> if, if, the, uh, if the Republicans win, uh, I'm not in good shape. If, if the anti-gay Democrats win, I'm not in good shape. Uh, so who do I who do I root for? So do I root for O'Day and Pam Anderson and Barbara Kirkmeyer? There's an honest politician. Well, well, well. I, okay, I that, a question. Okay. So w- wouldn't you agree that in order to exercise power, you have to have power? Yes. And to have power, don't you have to win? Democrats, it's not necessary. You just rig it. It may be, you know, one fifth of a loaf, but at least you have a fifth of a loaf. See, you don't have a fifth around. of a loaf. You've, coming... got, you've got people who, who will destroy your family I'm faster than you've ever seen. I know you do, Julie. But wanna, you gonna... used to be a Democrat. You can become a Democrat <laughs> again, Julie. Um, hey, you can no. come on back. Come on, hey, come on back. The, the, door is, the door is recognize. always open. You know, the door I, I is have, always I have open. The granola ready to go. I can there we go. The version I do wear Birkenstocks. Oh, yeah. So. And, and, and here's the bad part for Republicans for the election. Now, if it had been one in which the grassroots won a couple races and the Democrats, uh, Republicans won some others, then everybody would have somebody, if you're handing out literature, yeah, right. calling uh, on your side. When the establishment right. wins every major race, everyone, um, there's no point. I mean, all those people went to the state assembly and, and nominated uh, Tina Peters, all the people who went to all the other ones. None of them um, are going to work. And I know that because I just got an email from caucus room, which is, why is it, you know this, this is, why is, is, is uh, Phil Anschutz equivalent to Voldemort? Um, <laughs> 
hey, that's your world, not mine. Well, no, <laughs> you know Phil's mind. guys. You talk to him. I mean, so, I mean, he, he he is never mentioned. I mean, there was a big article on so both the Washington Examiner, oh, yeah. owned by owned by Phil, um, and the National Review, which is not owned by Phil. Anyway, right, the editorial boards said that that. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson was so tremendous, stellar bombshell, so great that 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 means Trump. It's over. It's it's over because Cassidy is so believable, and we love her so right. much. Um, right. But not one, and, and, even and, CNN. Yeah, even even during this, they say, and the Washington Examiner is owned by the same group that that owned the Weekly Standard. You kind of go, it's not the same group. It's the same person which which is Bill Anschutz but they never his name is never mentioned ever it's like you know he's too terrifying uh for mankind to be able to foster thing but here's the good part wait let him answer a question oh, okay. why is his name never mentioned do you have any can you oh, say well, his name are you allowed to say his name can you say <laughs> Phil Anschutz well, <laughs> well I could say Phil Anschutz I have nothing to do with him um well, okay, this this is where I come down on a side that usually is with people from your universe rather than mine. And that is, is I think in some instances, you should be non-disclosed. I mean, why why should everybody have to know? Spending money is free speech. Um, and if, if we were to disclose everything, so let's disclose every member of the NRA. Let's disclose every member of the gun rights clubs that are to the right of the NRA in Colorado. Let's disclose every member um, that's part of Planned Parenthood. Well, so well your job be, is, so they is can to hide dark, dark money, right? Yeah, you love harassed. dark money. You so, are dark money. No, sir, yeah, so I, you, you can't push money out of politics. You can't push money out of you, you can't say that newspapers at the turn of the, you know, the 20th century were not controlled by the people that ran them and the people that had the money. So what's that have to do with saying Phil Anderson? It's the same thing today. Same thing today. He's just saying that you, you, know, that, should that you shouldn't have to make. Hey, I you should know. know. Do you know who controls the Independence Institute? Uh, well, I have some ideas about who funds it, but I'm not going to say Oh, that. really? <laughs> well, could you give us a name? Give, give me no. one name. Oh, no, he can't give us a name because Voldemort cannot be mentioned. Cannot be. Who owns... Who owns, who, who funds uh, Caucus Room? Um, you know, I, they've been trying to get, not trying, they've been inviting me to come speak to them for like a decade. And I'm uh-huh. like, so when's this invite going to be real? Um, well, well, I, I don't know. know. But who, who funds it? I don't, you know, I don't I, that one I honestly don't know. That one I honestly Oh, don't come know. on. No, Try I, Voldemort. <laughs> Try <laughs> Voldemort. Huh? Just give it a try. Basically, what you're doing, Chuck, is you're presenting multiple choice questions where answer A is Bugs Bunny, answer B is Santa Claus, and answer, answer C is Voldemort. Answer C is Voldemort. Is the homeless person on the street corner. I'm sorry, the unhoused person on the street corner. And D, Voldemort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm well, gonna... well, D would be the answer, would be the correct answer if you didn't right, happen to know. And I think you do know because you know everything. You know everything. I want to ask back to strategy though, because because this no, is let's go back to this other one. Be... No, no, let me finish this. The Republicans, so all those people in the assembly, they have no candidates left. They're, they're none, there's not a single one unless you consider Lauren Bobert, and she's not really grassroots either. Um, so no grassroots candidates. And that's why Caucus Room, run by Voldemort, is taking Voldemort's money, which is about a million, two million dollars for paid volunteers. They're paying 15 to 20 dollars and more if you if you work more hours Um, in lieu of, of course, all those 
caucus people who who do it voluntarily and are going to help yeah, they're taking a page from you guys they're yeah. pay people. so basically what you're saying chuck is is that you would rather not be in power and yeah. be right oh we're not in power hey you may have checked we're not in power you're in power yeah. <laughs> you may you may have noticed that i, I don't i don't you know for how long. you control the house the sucks. senate the governorship <laughs> You control Denver, which you've turned into a shithole, and everything else that you guys do. But anyway. Well, let me go. I want to We've move been on. busy. We've been busy. <laughs> you so have. You have. That leads me to what I want to ask. So I was reading a thing today. So we have what? We're probably, although CNN is blaming it on racism, but in a recession because CNN says it's white economic advisors who are calling it that. Yeah. Um, I, my 401k, I don't even like look at it. You don't look at it anymore. Um, inflation is high. I mean, bad news all around. Fortunately, the Biden's White House economic advisor, let me ask you about this. When he told CNN that this is all okay because we need to do it for the new liberal world order. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have said that. That was, I mean, well, no. all- I mean I, okay, first of all, one, what is this new world liberal order? Well, it's what we're uh, I mean, what, what, right what, now. They, what they think this is. Two, if you're talking about old and liberal, liberal in the sense of old, like classical liberal, it would be conservative. Um, and why don't we just admit the fact that we're in an environment where inflation is really high and we can sit around and talk about why inflation is high, but let's figure out a way to get it down. Let's figure right. out a way to accelerate the effects of what's going on rather than acting like it doesn't exist rather than blaming somebody else. Let's just say, this is what it is. This is how we're going to fix it. We're going to look forward. If you want to review mirror, get in your car. But the trouble they have, though, is, number one, you mentioned the word car. They car. can't fix it because in order to fix it, they have to have gas that prices. That was good. That was good. So they have to get, well, gas prices so that we can afford, that we can afford to be in the rear view mirror. Although I guess we'll all be living in our cars so we can look in the rear I mean, isn't that the Only problem they have? They can't fix it because in order to fix it, they'd have to give up their new liberal world order. Um. It- Depending on what the new liberal world order is, I, I don't. I, it may be. It may be what they're trying to say, and they just did a really poor job because they're probably all Harvard graduates and Ivy League graduates, and they like have their heads in the clouds all the time and think that they're smarter than everybody else. Um, is because of the new world environment in terms of what Putin's done and the way the economy has shifted. You know, the sanctions and what's happening, and you know, democracy is on the rebound in terms of what people, at least from my perspective. Folks, you know, getting together. We have NATO getting together, but the you know the economy's changed. And I'm betting that what they're thinking is this is now evolving because we have an evolving relationship with China. You know, what's what's going on with Russia is changing the economic structure of how uh, you know Europe operates. So that is the new order. Liberal order. Well, so they've got that, but they also then, I was reading a thing, the Democrat strategy for the midterms is to focus on the January 6th hearings. Which everybody is, so I hope you everybody is watching every that. second. And then, have you watched any of that? And then wrote hey, you know, I have, but I'm a geek. Oh, okay. okay. Then, How much of it you, have you watched? Uh, I would say a third, maybe. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, but anyway, they want to run on January 6th and Roe v. Wade, and also to c- criticize anybody who's a MAGA candidate. It doesn't seem to me... Okay, if those are the if, three things we're going to run on, we're going to lose. Okay, that's what, <laughs> this is out of Politico. So. No, we're, we're, we're going to lose. I mean, we can, we can sit here and talk about January 6th, and we can argue, is it too politically motivated or whatnot? I was act- actually having a conversation with Rosh, 
which you guys know as my right-wing husband that right. works at Fox. Um, and I said, you know, from my perspective, if 20% of what's coming out of the January 6th hearings are true, then these are some things that we really need to take seriously and we really need to address. We can argue about that. Let's put that aside. Right. Because people aren't watching it and really aren't paying attention. Um, to say that you're going to run on that, what are you going to do? Educate people with 10 minute ads? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get the same group to put, to, the, to put something up, you know, that's 30 seconds. And how do you explain all of this in 30 seconds? I mean, I just, right. I think it's, I think it's difficult to do. Um, what were the other two? Roe v. Oh, Vid. Okay. Do I think this decision's outrageous? Yes. But you know what? It's the system that we live in. Yeah. And we respect the system that we live in. And do I f- find it very troubling that we had a constitution, from my perspective, we had a constitutional right and they just took it away? Yes. But you know what? Burning houses down and saying you want to get rid of the Supreme Court is not a way to solve the problem. You just have to elect different people. Right. Well, it can go to I, the I, states. I, I, I'm a I'm a expanded Supreme Court person because the uh-huh. you know the number of Supreme Court justices have moved has moved all over the map throughout our history. There's not like some sacrosanct reason around nine. Right. Uh, and then the th- what was the third? I'm sorry. I'm just before, before let me cook. And here's why I'm asking you about the third one. They were saying I, they were going just, to. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead. Go well, ahead. They were going to hammer on the fact the Make America Great candidates, right? But then I want to talk to you. Let me, with that, I mean, there was a poll out. Granted, The Hill is reporting it from Emerson College that in a generic poll, Trump, or not a, a hypothetical poll, Trump beats Biden in a 2024 matchup, 44% to 39%. And Trump is by far, when asked who you, would you support for the Republican nominee, by far. So to me, it seems but, like this no. anti, anti-MAGA thing is a loser too. This anti-MAGA thing is like deplorables. Yes. You're, you're basically looking at a large percentage of the electorate, yes. a large percentage, and you're saying you're stupid. Yes. Well, exactly. that's really a way to win people over. <laughs> Hillary, um, that was Hillary's idea, and as you, um, as you noted. You know, actually, as a side note, I was at that dinner when that was said. Oh, that, really? That was actually a big gay dinner, and when that line happened, I was sitting next to Rick Palacio, who was then the chair of the democratic party for colorado i swear to god we're like the only two we looked at each other and we're like oh my god that was really bad that was bad but that's gonna and i tell you it went over the heads of everybody else that was in the room now back to roe in terms of it energizing the electorate you know i hope it does gee was i hope all these people get out i don't think it's going to i really don't in the midterms now granted it just happened but it didn't seem to to energize people i just don't know if it's going to have the effect that people in my world think it will i just And also the thing about it, it's June. Yeah. Well, July. And the election's in November. Right. Um, A lot of things are going to happen between now and then. Right. Well, what what do you think? Six months away? Anything can happen. What what is your pronunciation for the midterms? Oh, we're going to get slacked using GW. You're, you're making too much sense today. <laughs> no. You really are. <laughs> you're saying well, a lot no, of things. I mean, and I'm going, well, that's right. No, that's correct. Like, like that's, I agree with that. I mean, it's, um, I said this to somebody else the other day. I said, we are going to take it up our backside in a major way. <laughs> yeah. What um, about Colorado? Colorado, you know, I still think Jared will win because I think overall Jared's doing a good job. I think people view him as doing a good job. And I mean, he's Jared. He's just unique. He's an entrepreneur first, a disruptor second, and a Democrat third. And I think you've seen that in terms of how he's governed and some of the positions that he's taken. 
I think the Bennett race is going to be very competitive now that it's O'Day. Uh, from your viewpoints, basically two people in the same party that are running against each other, right. um, which yeah. I understand what you're saying. I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, uh, that is a real competitive race. The Secretary of State's race is going to be competitive. You think? Uh, and, and yeah. yeah. Well, once again, Zuckerberg the, versus the, Zuckerberg. Well, because it's going to be a Republican year. And since yeah. it's a Republican year, I think, you know, in the treasurer's race, I love Dave Young, but boy, and- I tell you, that clock is ticking. Okay. What about if Polis is vulnerable? Because I think there was a lot of thought, at least in, in our circles, that one of the reasons Democrats did so well when, when Polis ran is because he poured all of his money and his infrastructure and, the ballot harvesting. and, and into it. Yeah, what we would call ballot harvesting. <laughs> we did. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, and you're allowed was- to. It's legal. And, and yeah. I've, I've run elections. Yeah, actually, and- actually, there, actually, there is something on the ballot harvesting I want to talk about. Let's talk about this, what you're bringing up, Julie. Okay. So, so if something he- else on the ballot harvesting I want to bring up. Okay, I'll write it down. So when so there was some thought that if he was easily going to win, he wasn't going to spend that money and he wasn't going to gear all that up again, which would be maybe bad for other Democrats down the ticket. But if he does gear it up, that could be good. I mean, do you see that happening? Do you think he's vulnerable enough to be worried and start throwing all kinds of money at it again? Well, but, but, but you always should run that you're losing. Okay. You know, well, 30 so, million, well if it's your 30, money, yeah, though, thirty million dollars worth, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it, it definitely benefited Democrats the last time around. Yeah, because he has so filled offices, and it was quite the effort. You know, right. his yeah. team, uh, you know, Lisa Kaufman, who's been with him forever, has done you know a, a excellent job. So um, whether they do that this round for the gubernatorial race, I don't know. I honestly got it really done. Now, we had Dick Wadhams on, and he was saying, and we'll get to the ballot harvesting in a second, he was saying that, in his opinion, the fact that they were bothering to throw money, the Democrats, in the meddling ads, you know, again, trying to get Greg Lopez elected, that somebody somewhere had had some evidence, or at least a belief, that Polis was more vulnerable than people would have thought. Would you read it that way, too? Um, I think it's just a matter of just trying trying to be safe. Okay. Uh, I mean, this is also, I think, a case where they just had too much money lying around. Right, I agree with that one. Mm. The too too much money. Uh, if there's money, it's got to be spent. Because somebody's like trying to figure out where, where, where they're going to. And I'm going to take absolute total heat for all the stuff that I've been saying in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, particularly that last one I just said. Yeah, yes, they just yeah. had too much money. <laughs> but it, you know, it's it, it 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 seemed to me it was like a situation where there wasn't a resource constraint. Because when there are resource constraints, it forces you to make decisions. And when you're forced to make those kinds of decisions, you sharpen what you're doing. Right. You you really focus and you think about it. You go through it. You do iterations. Um, And if you have money, you don't necessarily do the iterations. You kind of convince yourself of the BS, you know, or the confusion. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. People are going to know. People are going to know. You know, the electorate's a lot smarter than people give them credit for. Uh, well, particularly, I would say in a primary. I mean, the people who are voting in the primary probably. Well, and it, what's interesting is take a look at the numbers of unaffiliated voted, because uh, this this is the one that really worries me. Is if it it becomes the case, and I don't know, I haven't looked at the numbers, that a number of unaffiliated voted in the Republican primary, and they did a campaign around them in order to vote for, let's say, O'Day, then those people are already used to voting for the guy, right? Yeah, you know, if you, if so, you're so the case the case you're going to have to make to get them to decide. Oh no, I'm going to vote for somebody else. Right. I just think well, that, I, that I have seen, I have seen the numbers, and and it's around four hundred thousand Republican voted in the primary, and two hundred forty thousand unaffiliated voted in the Republican primary. 
That's a lot. Yeah, I know yeah. it's a lot. It's it's a huge number. And I it's don't a think huge number. I wanted to and a lot more uh, unaffiliated voted in the Republican primary than they did the Democratic. Although primary. Democrats didn't have a primary. Well, they don't have primaries. Yeah. They don't believe in primaries. They just they they, they <laughs> just annoying, right? We just annoy. Yeah. We get together. We we get out but the stuff. Absolutely. Do you Absolutely. think? Look, given those numbers, I mean, I don't think that was due to like you know we saw people become unaffiliated, um, and there was a big push for them to vote against Lauren Boebert. I don't because you know, that really that worked really well. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I what, think all, you're right. all ten people that did it. Yeah, I think there that, were three thousand. I think there it, were right? like yes, three thousand, four thousand, something like that. Oh, good I, think, great. I mean, you could do a dinner party for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe some of them just hated the Democrat Party anymore too. They didn't ask some reasons. But I think you're right. If you're an unaffiliated voter and you're motivated enough to vote for Joe O'Day or Heidi Ganahl in the primary, you're going to vote for them in the general yeah. election. I would think. Um, yeah. Okay. So, we'll let we'll let you move on then to ballot harvesting. What what, what okay. is it? I'm going to do something that is. Not, I know I'm not supposed to do. I'm going to shut my video off for for a minute because I'm going to get something because I want to read it. To okay. You. And, it, and it, it's it's going to make your point. As much as I hate saying that I'm going to help you make your point, I'm going to help. Oh yay! Point. Yay! <laughs> All right. So Ted is still there, guys. He's just going to read something. He's gone into the ethos. The Soros ethos. The Soros all ethos. Yeah. Where all information Where is contained. Okay, so. Yeah, I, ha- you know, I had to call Voldemort to find out what I could say. <laughs> so, you know, what I have here is the Denver envelope, you know, mm-hmm. for your mail-in ballot. And when you flip up the little lip that you will right. stick down once you put your ballot in, it says right here, it's like, one, when they have to receive the ballot. And then the second one, and I take this one, I, I, I did a triple take. It is a violation of law to receive more than 10 ballots for mailing or delivery in any election. Now, I know what that means is you only can collect 10. But you could read that and think, I get 10 ballots? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Well, that's not bad. (laughs) That's not bad. You know, and it's it's in Denver. Democrats control it. So we're just making sure you, you know, know, what's the difference between one and 10? Yeah. <laughs> well, that means you yeah. should call up the Secretary of State's office, Jenna Grizzle, and say, Jenna, I only got nine ballots. <laughs> Where's my other ballot here? Right, exactly. <laughs> and Rosh, he only got seven, so he owes three other ballots. That's pretty funny. Well, oh, oh, trust me, he got his 10 and all 10 disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and because he lives in New York now, which yeah, is... so he, he votes there. He votes there. <laughs> okay. Well, he can vote here too. Tell him that. He's going to be the ninth Republican in Manhattan. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you can do that. Well, what do you back to what Chuck was saying? So, um, in Colorado, you think um, Polis is probably safe. Bennett, yeah, it's yeah. going to be close, but probably safe. What about? I mean, do you pay enough attention to the House seats? Do you think? Any... Well, it's the Senate we're worried about. Uh, the, the Senate's where we should be worried. I mean, the House, yeah. we're going to lose, lose some seats. I mean, there, there is something about the House I do want to talk about because it's, okay. it's, a, it's a bad sign for us. God, I'm coming on your show today and just agreeing <laughs> with you on everything. Um, <laughs> on the Senate, though, it's going to be competitive, particularly in this, in this environment. And I just think if you look at the mood and, you know, somebody like O'Day winning by the margins that he did, um, I just think that there's a, a mojo, something going on um, that, you know, with, and I'm using this term from my perspective, and it may not be your perspective, but I think you guys have reasonable Republican candidates. 
Um, and I think there's a possibility that we, that we lose the Senate as much as I hate that. Uh, the House, it's, House is just going to, we'll just lose seats, but we'll keep control. But the one to watch was that House District 6, you know, where it was Elizabeth Epps versus Katie March. And Katie March okay. Katie March was the one I wanted to win. She's a more moderate candidate. Epps was backed by the Working Families Party. You know, granted, it was close. I don't know, it was like 100 votes or something. Um, I, I just think the sign of that doesn't bode well for my world. No, why not? Why not? Well, because the Working we, Family Party is not where, where Ted's at. Right. Yeah. Well, that, no, that's, it's, that's, it's, communist, um, basically. that's candy see tobacco. Yes, yes. Right, right. And, it's, and, and that's not what the party should be. That's not how we're going to win. Um, and if they think that's how we're going to win, then we just need a shellacking so they can win that we won't. Right. Well, you sound like us. It's there. <laughs> we just need a shellacking so they'll realize that. Um, well, the one thing the Republicans got is, is all of Voltamart's money. You know, he, that caucus thing didn't come out till after the, all the primary results are in. So he's, yeah, he's, they, he's putting millions in um, to try to win, particularly the state Senate. He's putting millions in to win the state Senate so he can get some tax breaks and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be like that leap. Hey, but I thought issue. you guys like tax breaks. Well, well for we us, get any. We, yeah. we don't get any. We don't get we're, any. We're middle class, you know, <laughs> and, and so uh, the, the tax breaks don't go to the middle class. They go only to. Oh, to, that's uh, true. That's true. Yeah. Well, just become poor. They get the earned income tax credit. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's true. We're that's working true. on that. Well, well you guys are helping us. <laughs> yeah, you're you helping us helping on that. <laughs> With the stock market going down, it's, it's uh, we'll all get there. Do you think, soon. okay, so again, back to then the Democrat, like I said, apparently some of their key things, January 6th, Roe v. Wade, anti-mega. Um, if you were advising them, what would, because like I said, I think they're stuck because the kinds of things they have to do to, to turn things around are yeah. exactly the things they don't want to do. At least a yeah. portion of the party doesn't. We so should think about inflation and crime, inflation and crime, inflation and crime, inflation and crime. Oh, did I tell you where we should talk about crime and inflation? <laughs> <laughs> but there no, because is- I mean, that's, I mean, that's what, that's, that's what people see. That's what's affecting them. You know, right. the crime may not be affecting them directly, but all they have to do is watch a little bit of TV and they see it and they see, you know, bell reform went south. We went too far. Uh, there are too many examples of how, right. um, all, I mean, all you have to do is look at the DA, you know, recall race in San Francisco. Right. Right. And that, that should be a major red flag to us. Um, and to sit around and say inflation is transitory or whatever the term is today, or the new liberal world order. And this is, people are going to look at it and say, okay, we can just say it's Santa Claus's fault. But the reality of it is, is right. gas five bucks a gallon. Milk is ridiculous. I can't get formula. The next thing we know, we're not going to have toilet paper and think what the world's going to be like with that. That's right. Well, and I think, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. It, and it'll I think, be real and it rhymes with witty. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that the, the Democrats, um, I, and I don't know, is it part of them? They're just talking in an uh, echo chamber. I mean, I hope they continue it because well, I, think I, when- I, I think they're, I think they're polling Mike. And again, I don't know. Cause I'm not in the inside of that group. Um, at least nationally, I think they're doing polling like this. Do you want clean air? Well, of course not. Do you want clean water? Well, of course not. Um, do you think, you know, parents should be able to have family leave? Well, of course not. And obviously the answers to those are yes. Right. Uh, they, you're polling things, you know, individually, not in a context of everything that's going on. So you can frame a question around January 6th that it'd be really hard for you not to say, oh my God, that's awful. Or frame a question around MAGA and MAGA supporters and basically equate them 
to stupid people and promise keepers, or not promise keepers, promise oath keepers. Promise keepers are the Christians. They're really going to get mad at me. Right. Um, <laughs> oath keepers. Oath keepers. Or proud oath boys. Keepers. You know, and that's just, it's blind. I mean, I, it's super frustrating to me. And well, you know, how, how big is the, do you feel, a battle in Colorado between the progressive wing and the, I guess, what, what do you call your wing? The corporatist wing? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I call Voldemort and I ask if I find out from him. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, yeah, no, it is. It is. And you're going to see a lot of that play out in the Denver's, Denver mayor's race. Um, oh, that's a good one to get into. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah, what do you see happening? We only got a few more minutes, but what do you see? What's going on there? Well, let, let's just let's just start with Denver's facing a lot of challenges right now, and I'm being really uh, yeah. saying it that way. Um, and you know, I, I it's relatively certain, at least all the signs are pointing that way, that Leslie Harrod, you know, great criminal justice reform advocate, definitely from the left, she endorsed you know Elizabeth Epps in that race, uh, is in for mayor, and she has inc- incredible name ID. Because uh, it's a bright camera that's on, she thinks it's TV. She runs to it. Okay. Uh, but to her credit, to her credit, um, hopefully, from my perspective, Kelly Bruff uh, oh. will will get in the race. You know, former head of the chamber, but also talk about her Bruff. for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, know, I, I, I tell you, I'll tell one story about Kelly Bruff, and I'm going to get trouble for telling this here because it's kind of public now. Uh, but when she was chief of staff uh, for Hickenlooper, it was time to do collective bargaining you know, negotiations with the police. And she went in with a jar of Vaseline and she put it in the center of the table and she said, okay, we can make this easy or we can make it difficult. (laughs) Hey, I want that person to be my mayor. That's what I have always liked, uh, Kelly Brock. You know, I mean, she well, was she was Ed Thomas's babysitter. Ed Thomas's babysitter, uh, <laughs> Councilman Ed Thomas's babysitter. That's right. He, she was. She was. She was. She does good she was. Okay, so she's up there. Um, she'd probably be better than than Hancock. No, she'll get destroyed. She'll get, oh, okay, who who else is? Who knows? It? I mean, who knows? I mean, I, you know, Chris Hansen, Senator Chris Hansen's been taking a look at it. There's a rumor Michael Johnson's taking a look at it. I'm sure there'll be two other three people. About Tay Anderson. Yeah, about, Tay, Anderson. Tay Anderson. Tay Anderson. He's going to run That's for your guy. It's not a matter of one or if it's when. <laughs> for the love of God, please tell me. <laughs> he's coming. He's, 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 he's coming. coming. Do you, are you well, back maybe next? after the traumatic brain injury. We just got to make sure that he's Oh, coming. that's right. He's still yeah. suffering from that. Well, he can set up a GoFundMe page yeah, again, so he can he can do all of that. All right, well, Ted, we've run out of time. We're going to have to let you go. Any final thoughts? Any final words? On we'll give you a last word here. Well, no, I just I love the fact that you guys have such the voice that you do, and that we have such a good time. Yeah, um, it's wonderful. And to, I love you know, there are probably not that many Democrats that are watching this right now, but if there are Democrats watching it, you know, wake up. You know, there's there is a bright light coming towards us, uh, <laughs> and it's a train. <laughs> and we're kind of we're like tied to the tracks. I mean, we need to figure this out. Uh, we're going to pay a price. There so. we go. Mm-hmm. All right, Ted. All right. Thank you so much, Ted. You're great. As you always, love Good having see you on. Love right. having you All on. Right. Love having you All on. Right. All right. Take care. Thank you. We had a lot of great comments there. I think we have time to read a couple. Um, Oh, this is from Jim Jackson. Since pot was legalized in Colorado, every negative has been increased. Um, from Charlene. Yeah, Charlene, we talked about this earlier. I saw you came in a little bit later. Polis got booed at the Stanley Cup celebration. That was a shocker. And from Sandra, Ted, if you're still listening, always a treat when we have Ted on the show. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Oh. So- <laughs>
People love you. All right. Thank you, Ted. And come on, you guys, that's going to do it for us. Remember, ChuckandJulie.com. Have a great 4th of July. You can, well, wait, let me remind folks, we will probably on Monday replay this show. So if you came in late or you didn't see it all, you can listen to it then. Um, Thank you to everybody on Zoom, to Ted, the great guys at BBS. I love having Ted on. It's one of the funnest programs we ever have. That's right. All right. Happy 4th, everybody. We'll see you later. Take care.